0: Hey y'all! This is Josh Fuller. Thanks for tuning in to another podcast. It's been a couple weeks. We had some uh, we had some computer issues that we were dealing with, and last week we finally were able to get back on the air. Randy joined me in the studio from Cut and Shoot Studios again, and it's always a good time to have him in the studio with me, being kind of a co-host. We also had Dylan Steam with Steam Promotions call into the show, and we talked to him about radio promotions, radio business in general, the music business, a couple fun stories. Uh, he had a really good reason for why he quit drinking. So that's a funny one. Tune in for that. But thanks for coming and and listening to these podcasts. And hopefully you're sharing them with your friends and getting the word out. We're going to have a lot more guests. And hopefully if I can keep this computer running right, we'll have a lot more guests. And we're going to start really expanding this thing out. But we need y'all's help. So find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter facebook is josh Fuller's show you can also look up ktxf the real if you would like to listen live and you can do that listening to your tune-in app every tuesday night from 9 to 11 p.m so thanks for tuning in keep telling your friends and and uh, enjoy the show Talk with me, Josh Fuller. Coming to you strip and hold on, on. It's time for the show. Six
1: years ago I was at college at Texas Tech University. I was active in the Phi Gamma Delta fraternity. I was working as a pizza delivery boy and at the car wash. I was writing songs with a friend of mine who you might know. That's right. We got our first gig at Bash Rip Rocks because a man named Brian Zegraff and David Henry, who are here tonight, one of them. <sighs> I quit school to pursue a musical career, which consisted of two songs. I told my mother I was going to move to Austin and write songs and play music for a living, and she said, How many songs have you written? And I said, Two. And there's more to come. And she just went like this, and she sent me to the psychiatrist. And you know what the psychiatrist told her? She said, he's not crazy. You're crazy. Let him do what he wants to do.
2: They said, we don't take your kind. No, we don't want no guys like you. I light my December, hoping Christmas would pull me through, the night on around thinking religion would take its toll, the Lord, through no signs, and it seemed that no one would take me
0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Josh Fuller Show on a Tuesday. There's Gremlins in the Machine once again, and uh, we uh, I apologize for any of, the, any of that noise you heard. That playing some really good Cory Morrow music too, and it jacked yeah. it all up, and it's not, not a good thing. With me, as always, well, Almost should always. be always. Hold on a second, Randy.
3: Now it's That all. might be better, <laughs> yeah.
0: We got, we got Randy Young here with the Cut and Shoot Studios helping me out, and... Uh, It's 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 been a day. It's been a week. It's been a day. It's been one of those one of those times. But last minute, I was able to pull off a miracle and I was able to send out a text to a good friend of mine, Mr. Dylan Steen with Steen Promotions. Dylan, are you out there? For some reason, our phone interview skills are waning. So we'll get to them in just a second, but, uh, why don't you talk a little bit there? Oh yeah,
3: Oh man, I just been getting the studio all put together. I got a new space at, at the house and, uh, got a new barn and all that good stuff. And I've been putting it all together and, uh, doing a lot of cool stuff, doing some production work, uh, here and there and everything else, uh, for different customers and clients and taking tons and tons of pictures for one of our new, uh, new product lines that are coming out for my wife's business. And, uh. (laughs) <laughs> it's been a lot of fun and uh it's been torturous and all of that good stuff because it's uh it, you never you you go down a rabbit hole. I mean you sit there and you you're working on one thing and then you kinda get sidetracked and then you look mm-hmm. look up and it's two hours later and you went, What w- what the hell happened? It's uh. weird. <laughs> so we're
0: gonna try this again. Uh, uh, uh okay. Dylan, can you hear me now? Okay. Now, yeah. now we got gotcha. you. Wow. I don't know what I did. I think maybe my cord's weak. All right. We still yeah. have you though, right? Yes, sir. I'm
4: here now. Okay, awesome. ladies and
0: gentlemen, joining us on the phone tonight is Mr. <laughs> Dylan Steen with Steen Promotions. Welcome, Dylan. Sorry for all the weird confusion. This is what happens when musicians in charge of a radio
3: show. Yeah, that, that tends to happen.
4: <laughs> hey man, it's it's a live production. Anytime you do something live there's gonna be some burps. It's all right.
3: Yeah, we burp a lot, man. Yeah. For we sure. Just
4: belch. Hey, hey. Yeah, you, you're asking me to come on, isn't it <sighs> a little bit of burps and hiccups ain't never scared me off of nothing. So. There you go. Well,
0: you know, here's here's the deal. You know, and and I've told you this, I think via text message or maybe even by phone personally, is that I've never gotten a chance to use you um, as a radio promoter or or manager for that matter. Uh, but I've watched from the outside looking in, and I've ever since you first started out or I first started seeing you out there on social media and stuff, I've always been in just kind of this camaraderie going on. And you kind of came from being not a radio promoter to being one that a lot of people want to use, and you got, you've you gotten some results. And I just, I find that very admirable, and I think that the show that I have, we talk a lot about not only the musicians and giving the front men their, their face time, but this Texas Music without the managers, the radio promoters, the the sound guys, I mean, everybody involved kind of building the artists up as well. So. I, I admire what you do, and I would like to dig in more to 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 your mind and to the artists that you do, that you've helped out, the artists you're helping currently. What's going on? So, any information you want to share with the people and the masses, just lay it on us.
2: Okay.
4: Well, number one, thank you for the compliments, Josh. Uh, and I don't I don't manage anybody now. Uh, okay. I am strictly one hundred twenty five percent radio promotions. Uh, short. You know, kind of Reader's Digest condensed version. I, I started managing, you know, taking care of everything for a band. Basically, the joke was that I did everything except play and sing. <laughs> and then uh, uh, ended up the first single that I per- ever promoted was for that band.
0: Man, I don't know. These these uh, high-fangled uh, iPhones, that lightning cable... Yeah, it's, it's not the tricky, greatest man you it's... gotta
3: you gotta watch it because if you get them damp on one side it'll take the mm-hmm. contact off so you have to always put it in, yep. it in a certain way i'm and always having to flip it over i don't like it what and you... then you need registry repair pro for your computer because that's a registry all error that's probably causing it to do that it's well a, sorry it's expensive got, really good you got the
4: technical brain sitting right there you need uh,
3: to be listening about that <laughs> <man's>
0: <laughs> okay telling. so dylan i don't randy here is scary smart like the <laughs> w- we started doing this and he would just start talking about people on like on a first name basis and, and you're going who the hell how what who and then he'd say their last name you're like oh you've been talking about that dude I didn't know you knew that dude
3: and he knows like everybody's yeah, so musical you
0: know Steve Jobs <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs>
3: no I've never met him but uh, <laughs> yeah. no, there's a guy named Steve that's looking for a job
0: oh, yeah that's about <laughs> there it there you yeah. go there you go but, uh, that's,
4: that's my line of work right yeah. there
3: <laughs> yeah no I worked in radio for uh, radio and television for a lot of years on the engineering side so I, I got to know a lot of people and and uh, and uh, promoters too, and everybody else that comes through a station mm-hmm. and all of that. So, I, I know pretty much all the good sides and bad sides of the business. And then uh, um, worked in television and movies and all of that. So I got to know those guys well, awesome, at crossover. Man. Yeah, and, you know, it's uh, got a lot of experience.
0: Awesome. He, he's a scary, and he's a veteran. So uh, yeah.
4: Well, there you go. Best of all that's the worlds, like, right? Me too. Me too. So where, oh, what,
0: awesome.
3: where, uh, what What branch Army. are you? Army. Yeah. Army. Yeah. What's your uh, 95 bravo oh okay i was 13 bravo so yeah uh,
4: yeah 13 bang bang i was the can't spell whip without the mp
3: yeah i know
0: <laughs> 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 well that's what happens you get a bunch of badasses in a room y'all just want to talk yeah, i mean i just small batch s- or yeah yeah small well,
3: batch yeah
4: yeah Y'all enjoy that. I, I quit drinking about five years ago. Oh, so. did you? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it, it was, I found out it was a whole lot cheaper because not only did I save money on beer, but I saved money on a divorce lawyer.
2: So. Oh, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. That always that helps there. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I doing this for as long as I have, playing music and stuff, I've drank as I consider myself, I've drank professionally <laughs> for, for about 20 years now. And so I, uh, I don't get that excited about drink anymore. I do have a drink when we do this show because it kind of lightens the mood a little bit, takes the edge off. But even at my, even when I'm doing these shows around town and stuff, I'm, I might have a drink, but I don't drink, drink. Yeah. And usually, if yeah, we're out, and, and if I take my wife out, I let her have free reign of the alcohol, and I drive. Yeah, they. <laughs>
4: yeah. When when I quit, I was putting away a thirty pack a day, so.
0: Oh well, hey, yeah, you even
3: got me beat. You yeah. definitely definitely <laughs> save money that way. Yeah,
4: yeah. It was it was time to it was time to cut the nipple off of that bottle. I hear yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: that. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. So what did you what did you do before music?
4: Oh man, and, and after yeah. army apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say I was in the army. And then I went to uh, I, I ETS when I was in Colorado at Fort Carson, and I stayed. I stayed in Colorado Springs for about 10 years, worked for a, a check printing company there, uh, worked in quality control, basically, and then uh, me and my wife at the time, we we transferred out to Greensboro, North Carolina, and stayed out there for about five years, and I was uh, the chief operating officer of a, a communications company. Okay. So, Yeah, dealing with all the payphones and inmate telephone systems and all computer, all computer run kind of stuff. Gotcha. And then decided, yeah, you know, had enough of that wife and had enough of that state, so I come (laughs) back.
0: (laughs) I had (laughs) uh, enough of her and and the job.
4: (laughs) Oh man, you know, ex-wives are exes for a reason. You know. I hear
0: that. But. uh I'm lucky. Came, came
4: back, came back to Texas, and I mean, I, I've always, I guess, in a way, kind of had my had my hand in the live music scene, anyway. Because I grew up in in the bars, you know, the honky tonks. Yeah. My mom was a bartender and a and a waitress, swinging drinks. So you know, used to okay. used to sitting in many many small smoky clubs, listening to you know. Mm-hmm. bands that Lord, you know, there was not nobody know 'em nowadays, but in this part neck of the woods they was a the big time. Right, okay. right Well we, you know, but, I think uh,
0: every part of Texas has their own little uh subset of heroes that to to that oh, area yeah. it's just wow, you don't know who this is and then you know, the rest of us like, no, yeah, that's
4: Well, that, that, I mean you you can tell that even in radio. I yeah. mean when you mm-hmm. when you're when you're doing anything in radio. I mean corpus has got its own little network of folks down there you know and then you got the lubbock area and you got the fort worth area you know and health texas is so big though i mean my god it's like saying we've got five different states working right. music in mm. one state you know true. because of how, how broad true. it is
0: yep. Yep. Well, the, yeah yeah. the uh there's no other state that a musician could go out there and say they're touring and never leave the state and make a living <laughs> You know? Yeah, that exactly. that is no lie.
3: I, there's that, a, a lot of guys true. that, I it's, mean, you can, everything from, you know, Corpus and Brownsville and then back everywhere. up through the yeah, valley yeah. and then come out. when you, do you these, ain't even got to go past the hill country. You ain't no, even got to go to West Texas. You don't have to.
0: You don't have to, but I know doing those radio tours, man, like you just – talk about windshield time but yeah you're doing those radio tours and you're like really they play music way out here and it's oh, more yeah. than just right. <laughs> and then you ought to see where the
3: transmitters yeah. are oh well, <laughs> i've seen them
0: <laughs> matter of fact go you
4: know, from from you know like i i work with matt and the Herdsman, and they're mccallan i mean you yeah. might as mm-hmm. well be in mexico
0: right you oh, know yeah.
4: and then i work with the tiptons and they're out of the tulsa oklahoma area so it's kind of like whoa I, i've spread the the gamut here mm-hmm. but the funny thing is i and i always get a hard time about this is i've worked with a lot of folks from south texas and i don't know how that happened i always blame it on richie albright because he was the the first south texas artist that I stuff <laughs> weird who the hell puts an h in front of humble and calls it humble
2: <laughs> we do i don't
4: understand that well, i don't hey, understand hey, that you wasted a letter man hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, in fact, one of the technicians that worked for me when I worked for that communications company, he he lived on Houston Avenue in
3: uh, Macon, Georgia. Yeah, in Macon, yeah. I did a uh, uh, rebuilt an AM radio station, the WMAC there in, in Macon, Georgia. <laughs> WMAC. Yeah, it's
4: crazy.
0: <laughs> but No, you were talking about the radio transmitter, and I remember going to, uh, I was on a radio tour, and I, all I had was an address to go off of, and so I put it in my GPS. And of course, the signal out there was really spotty, so my GPS was like, "All right, here's where you're going. Good luck. I'll talk to you in an hour." You know. And so I was driving one time, and I went down like three different back roads, and another road, and then you know, a road narrow enough that the tree branches are scratching my side of my truck. And I get there, and it says, "You've arrived at your destination." And I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I'm like, "There's a tower." But there's no right radio to the station. station here. It took you to the, it yeah. took you to the radio took, station. And yes. it was, like, way away from where the... And so, of course, I'm having to call the station, like, dude, I'm going to be late. I know this is so
4: unprofessional. I'm sorry. Uh, you must have been going to Mineola.
3: That sounds about right. <laughs> you might have been. And, uh, <laughs> yeah,
4: there's,
3: just, there's a bunch of... Just,
4: the GPS will take you on the wrong damn side of town every time. You yeah. turn around and go right back down the highway. Yeah. It sounds like going, going, going to down to
3: Del Rio <laughs> and stuff and all the yep. stations down in Del Rio. Those are has some border blasters down there. Mm-hmm. Those are some wild stuff.
0: There was one time I was going to, where is it that Susie Q is at? Is it Snyder? Snyder? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. going to Snyder and it told me to take a right instead of a left when I exited. And I was driving down and that you road. You ended up in the middle of a cotton patch. I ended up in the middle of some mountains too. And my GPS kept saying, Turn right, turn right, turn right. And I'm like, There's a mountain, you're trying to kill me. Siri was trying <laughs> right. to it's kill me and run me into a mountain. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, look.
4: I said, to, I sent an artist out to Susie one time, and they were like, Dylan, I don't think I'm in the right spot. And I said, What do you mean? They sent me a picture, <laughs> it was a cocktail. I said, I don't think you're in the right spot either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it worked Only out for me, in Mississippi. It worked <laughs> out for me because I called Susie to tell her it was gonna be late. She's like, Oh, dude, I forgot we had an interview today. I'm up at Larry Joe Taylor Fest. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I guess give I'll
2: me just get me in the, yeah, yeah, come up the gate. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I should have said.
0: That's what I should have said. Instead, I was like, "Okay, I, yeah. I guess I drive back to Conroe now." I don't know what's do. <laughs> in Luckily, I had yeah. some more stops around the way, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But yeah, that's, those radio tours are pretty intense, man.
4: Yeah, they are. They are. You got to be dedicated to go on radio, sir, but they're so essential. Oh I mean, man, especially as, important. Especially as a, as an up and coming new artist, especially if it's a debut single,
2: mm-hmm.
4: man. You know. So much so much of this business in general is personal relationships. Yep. And the more you can get out there and, and meet those folks and put a handshake in between you, it's just better off. It's just better off for the song, for, for your career as an artist, because, you know, you got to look at it from their point of view. you sitting there with a stack full of discs. Of course, not as many discs nowadays. Yeah, stack I of emails. But <laughs> Right, stack of emails, and... Well, I don't recognize that name, or don't recognize that name. It's going to get put inside. Oh, here's what I remember meeting that guy. He was a nice guy. Let me put this over here. I'll listen to this one. Yeah, I see it happening, and I understand it. I mean, with the amount of emails that I get every day, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, okay, let me read the ones that I know I have to read first, and then I'll come back and go through all the rest of them.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So,
4: I the so personal relationships are a big, big part of it, and I always encourage artists. You know, not everybody can. Especially with the folks that I work with, you know, they are up and coming artists. It's
0: not right. something most they still do have a day job for a
4: living. You know, they have daytime jobs, yeah. so you know it's tough. Though, luckily, mm-hmm. there's such thing as vacation days. That's like true. Jamie Whoa. Talbert, I'm fixed to send him out next week because he took some vacation days on his daytime
0: job. Yeah, I had to do that when I was doing it before I quit. Uh, quit when I quit my David before I quit my day job. I did a couple of radio tours and it was the same way. You had to work it around, just you have to just tell your boss, Look dude, I I gotta go. You know. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. If you are gonna if you're spending that kind of money on um promoting a single and everything else, there's you, you, you can't stop short of the tour. The tour is the right I think that's right. The you may not clue. be able to
4: do a, a full fledged three week travel everywhere all over. Right. You know, but you you need to get out and at least you know, for a few days and do what you can. Yeah, hit the and, highlights. and every uh, Yeah, every artist understands that it's important. Sometimes it's just a matter of juggling Burke family shows, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera.
0: So I absolutely loved it. In fact, I the reason I'm doing this radio show is because ever since that first time I got through a successful radio tour, I was just like, man, I love being on the radio. I love talking on it. I like, I I just there's something about I like being on the radio, maybe because it's another microphone for me to be on front That's of, all but. it is, man. You just gotta be in front of that <laughs> right. mic. But,
3: you know, and I'm sure that the radio uh, you know, the promotional pur- purposes, pur- uh, process of it is changing a little bit because everybody's releasing just singles after singles. There's not any, that many albums coming out. There might be an EP, but mostly it's a single, so they're having to hit these radio stations more often, more frequently because they don't already have you know, 10 songs in front of them, you know, you're going for each one of them.
0: Do you see that with your, do you see that with your artists? Are you seeing a lot more people that are not releasing full albums? They're just doing, kind of do a single or do an EP? I see a lot
4: of, I I see a lot of EPs. Luckily, I don't have, I don't have folks that are really single driven yet. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm not real big on the single. It's single before you release an album, but that album better be being worked on. You know, yeah. at least an EP.
0: Well, no, I because you're,
4: you're not you're not building up to nothing.
0: You know right. What I mean? Yeah. Singles
2: no.
4: singles drive album releases, and and if you release this single and say, hey, it's off of the upcoming album, that just starts making your fans hungry. Mm-hmm. Everything's a domino effect, man, and a lot of people don't understand that. But you've got to build up for what's going to be your next step and your next yep. move, and, and you better Better start preparing for it before you even, you know, before you even take your next step.
0: It reminds me of a Jerry Clower joke that was uh, talking about how this guy was a marketing genius, and and uh, these these people hired him to be I don't know what I don't know if they hired him or whatever, either way, but this guy was claimed to be this marketing genius, and everybody's like, all right, prove it. And so he puts up a billboard and it said, here it comes, and then a couple a week later he changed it to it's coming, and then a week later he changed it to it's almost here, and then the next day or the next week he changed it to it. There it went. <laughs> and everybody was exactly. just, everybody was so excited. Miss <laughs> you missed it. But uh yeah. But you yeah, no, that's so what I was gonna say was the reason I asked that question was I noticed um I watched an interview, the cluttered corner that Katie Keyes brought back now with uh she had Kyle Park on there. I mm-hmm. think it I think it was the interview with yeah, Kyle it Park. Part it part may part have been a different one. interview. But he um uh, talked about how i think he's released five singles before and his album is coming out now but he's released it was the first time he's ever done it where he's released five singles off of that album before actually dropping the album and so uh and you saying you know if you got some if you're anticipating and that was that probably took some guts um on his part because after he released five singles you've already heard the album you know
3: and that and we've heard a lot of yeah a lot of our guests and a lot of people we talked to they're releasing singles uh, I know one of my friends, He's he's got 52 singles. He's got 52 good songs. God. He's got 52 songs in the bag, um, and he's releasing one a week.
0: Wow. But he also has a name that people recognize.
3: Yeah, but, you know, it, it's still, <laughs> well, it, it hadn't that, been heard that in a long time. That a, makes it a little time. bit different. <laughs> yeah, it still ain't been heard in a long time. Yeah. And the songs are really good, don't get me wrong, yeah. but it's... Uh, it, but, but he's trying just, to be unique.
0: He's trying he to stand out. He's trying to have it. You know, you know, yeah. But
3: we've had a lot of our guests saying that they're, you know, that it it seems like the single releasing just singles, just songs, uh, to you know, getting them out there is more is kind of where they see the economically the that's
0: all most of us can bear. You yeah, know, like I,
3: I guess it maybe it's more econo- mm-hmm. economics than it is what the radio platforms and the charts and everything else that are looking for.
0: I try not to have many regrets, but uh, when I released, or I did my full album, the last chance I had to record an album, I did a full album. I could have done an EP and had a lot of money left to do, to make sure I could promote every single song that I recorded. Instead, I went with the full album, and I was only, my budget only allowed for me to do about two or three singles off Mm -hmm. the album. And so I think a lot of people are going now with, okay, Investing in myself, I just—it's just not possible. But I can invest well, in one single and I, one single promotion at a time.
4: I think part of the the thought process there too, though, is—I mean, how many albums, full albums—is every song on their radio play?
0: Right, and that's—I
4: I like a lot of damn music, but I'm going to tell you that not every of albums that I have. Even from my younger years, there now I, I I'd be hard pressed to find an album that every song on there would be radio playable.
3: I got you, yeah, you, you, I agree with that. You'd be hard pressed to find an album that has three, yeah, you know, right. Well, and that's why I was saying, like, tracks. I try not
0: to have the regret thing, but if and I don't regret what I did with making the full album because. I would have gone in the studio, recorded a four or five song EP, and then I'd have spent the rest of my time going. Well, what if? What about? What if this song would have sounded better recorded than the one I recorded on? You know, you can well, never. You, know, you, right. you just have you to live in the bad. moment. You yeah. have to look at live in the moment and have faith in your decisions. But, um, but yeah, I, I see why a lot of these people are are just coming up and they just have barely what they're making at the shows. You know, they really mm-hmm. just don't have anybody behind them, money wise. And they're doing what they can, and I, I encourage that too. I, I I say record what you can afford and just do it. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think I think a single at a time. It's rough. I think an EP is is better because yeah, I, I you're know building a lot of folks that are doing like you
4: doing because it, it's not as expensive right out the bat. Mm-hmm. And plus, you know, EP release a couple singles off of even if you release one of the singles early. Before the EP actually comes out, still you're building interest. Mm -hmm. And if you release two or three off of that EP, you know, perfect world is you've built up your fan base, you're getting, you know, you're getting more perfect world you're getting more financials coming back to you so when yeah. you go to re- record the next thing you know you got a little bit more pocket change
3: absolutely you know, you're booking more dates and you know it still comes down to dollars and cents you know you're not you know the artist ain't making a whole lot of money off of airplay they're they're making it on those bookings and all of that and you know selling merch and all of that good stuff is where they're you know the dollars come yeah. from right. that they can reinvest and to record more
0: right yeah it's that's what it comes down to any right. business model you know yeah. you got to hopefully spend yeah. less than and you're and anybody
4: in and any any artist and I've, I've said this as long as i've been in this business any artist that doesn't treat the music business like a business is doing it wrong I don't
3: know right that yeah <laughs>
4: because if you think that you're going to be in the music business and you're just going to do it as oh this is a fun thing well then don't don't invest them not that you're doing it wrong but you know don't invest your whole damn life savings into something you're only going to spend a day or two on a week
0: right it's no. a business and yeah. that
4: money that you're making off of merch because you know merch is a good turnaround profit if you're doing it right yeah don't don't go don't go blow that at the bar turn that back into the band fund and turn it back into do you need to buy more merch do you need to put some money in the band account because we're saving up to make an album mm-hmm. you know too many folks just don't don't look at it as a business because you have to handle the financials as well as everything else.
0: Yeah, it's it's rough, man. But you're putting a you're putting a bunch of uh, hmm. not everybody has the mind for business. Mm-hmm. That also no. that, that does have the mind to be an artist, and that's what's weird. And but then you hear stories about people that are just business gurus like Kevin Fowler and everything, where people are like, "That dude ain't no idiot. He puts on a good show about being a country bumpkin, but he's smart," you know. And more, well, exactly. And so uh, you gotta got to do it, you know. Yeah, there's yeah. Uh, there... I
4: mean, seriously, I mean, if you look back, and Kevin Fowler's a good example. He's a prime example of knowing where your money is. Right. Because if you look back at Kevin Fowler's old music, I mean, look at if these old walls could talk mm-hmm. compared to what he's putting out now. Okay, the yeah. substance of the song, the real feel, you lyrics. God dang, this song means something. Was the older stuff, <laughs> but right. he knows where his fans is buying it.
0: Yeah, and yeah. It, <laughs> it's just well, he's, he's one of those it. that has not abandoned the formula that worked for him. Like he still has, a, exactly. he still does some some stuff that, but that's not what goes out on the radio. But he exactly. knows, he knows. Yeah, and I was listening to uh, an interview a long time ago. Phil Pritchett. Is the guy he produced my first album and uh he also used to do podcasts and um Right, I was oh, just, yeah. I was just I a huge Philip fan of fan of Phil, but um but he had I always forget his name now, but he um he had an interview with a guy that used to run Mustang Music Group or something way back in the day and uh can never remember his name. But he was talking about how he doesn't understand how these artists go out and they get successful. And they have a certain sound, a certain style, or whatever, and people are buying it. They're digging it. And I'm talking about people way bigger than me. And he says, and all of a sudden they just come out with an album and like, I want to do something new and different and artistic. And you're like, why would you do that to yourself? You know, stick with where the money is. Yeah, like at. the
4: Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines.
0: <laughs> well, there's, yeah, there's, there's you that know, too. For you know, sure. There's that.
3: But there's been a lot of them <laughs> that have, uh, you know, a lot of the artists I've met over the years and 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 dealt with, they still play the good old stuff. Yeah. They know what brings them to the. you know into the show and then you know hey you slide some new stuff on them and uh, you know you you warm them up to some new stuff and you keep them fans and you keep them hungry for something new Uh, you know I got some uh, friends back in Florida uh, that I've known over the years you know uh, the last almond brother finally got out of prison and they <laughs> they formed a group again and uh, Gary got out of jail and <laughs> literally they did uh, <laughs> it's called the almond gold flea Band, and uh, they're on a mission from and they, you know they just their new album drops on Saturday so that's awesome um,
4: well I think I think any artist too evolves as though as time goes along absolutely See, I you was know, most, say that, most yeah. artists write about real life experiences so different mm-hmm. than what you write about at 30 when you you're married family you have yeah
0: a child, it, I'm a, it's
4: different so yeah <laughs> do do some people sell out you know i hate that terminology I for do one too. Thing, cause I, but do, does their music change yes and i don't know that it's a it's because they they looking at the dollar sign change i think it's just that their surroundings and and everything they're experiencing changes
0: oh, but, yeah, absolutely. but
4: like i said Randy, you introduce it a little bit at a time you know i mean and and your fan base is gonna you know grow with you and change as an artist does too so that's just mm-hmm. something that you've got to ever have your ear to the ground on, absolutely you yeah know?
0: well your fan base ages with you somewhat and then and and if you're i mean if you have the ability Like, you can look at, like, Cody Johnson, for instance. Like, he's got that high school, college girl scene going, you know, and he's – so his fan base didn't necessarily get as old with him. Now, he's played with Cody way, way, way back in the day. We all – him, Scooter Brown, Ward, all of us, we all had an open mic night here in Conroe that we used to go to together. And I didn't realize Cody was so young back then because he's still 30-something. And I'm, like – and and not by much either. He's only, like – I don't know if he's, like, 32 or something. But he's he's a way – when I saw how old he was in some article or something I read – I was really shocked because I was like, dang, I've been playing with that boy since he was at least probably drinking at 19 when I was playing shows. Well, <laughs> but, and, you
4: know, and, and again, that, that's why I always hate that terminology overnight success because nobody understands really how oh, much yeah. time has gone into. And I tell you, the the one artist of mine that, that proves that to a point is Natalie Rose. People look yeah. at her. She's 23 years old. People go, God dang, you know, she got a top 10 thing at 23
0: you bet I met she's been her when was performing
4: for 19 years. Yeah. And don't think that that's an
0: overnight <laughs> success. I so, want to say I met her at Rocket Cafe one time when I was doing one of those ranch road ranch Roadhouse, Roadhouse. She Probably did. And I think she was just there, not performing. Um, and I met her when she was only like 16 or 17. Then, so yeah, that's you know, like Kenna. I've known Kenna since she was 14, maybe yeah. even 13. And I've known Presley Lewis, a bunch of other and. Um, just a bunch of these other people since they were so young and they're still so young, right. but I know how long they've been playing. I know how hard they've been working. I know. Who, right.
4: So the, the overnight yeah. success, I can't, they don't, nobody needs to say that unless they've been sitting on them the, beside them on the couch the entire time. knowing truly right. are an overnight success or True. not. And
0: yeah. as far as the yeah. selling out thing goes, man, I'll tell you what, I've been to Las Vegas a bunch of times and in Las uh, Vegas, whenever I hit my cash out thing and I get my little piece of paper, I always go to the window and I get money for it. I don't bring it home and show people what I could have made. I put a lot of of time and effort into my career over the last 20 years. If all of a sudden I got paid to do it, it doesn't mean I sold out anything. It means I cashed in. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. I hate the sellout phrase. I hate it. My dad's used that my whole life. Just don't ever sell out, boy. Don't ever sell out. It's it's not selling out (laughs) if you're
3: in the business to make money. Yeah. You figure out the formula the to make I, the money. The only money.
4: time I see it selling out, really, and, and even then, it's really, I don't know if it's so much selling out as it, where your priorities land. If you take somebody, as you were talking about, you know, totally changes their music. Music's going to change. It's going to evolve as you age and such. But if you go from doing traditional country to somebody waves some dollar bills in front of your face and all of a sudden you're doing hop. Huh well that that's all about the money because yeah. you're not sticking with your style you're not sticking right. with what the music that really you really believe in you're sticking in the dollar sign that you believe in so there there is a fine line, but there are very few artists I know that wouldn't uh take a dollar bill if it was waved at them from Nashville that's
0: for sure. That's true. There's a lot of them that wouldn't <laughs> and uh but there's also a lot well that's another story for a different day but um but no you're you're right there are a lot that wouldn't but then and there's a lot that probably would. And uh I think if if you could be in a perfect world again like you said uh to have the marketing dollars of of Nashville but the the control to do it your way would be right that would be ideal and whether or not that still exists out there in, in in the world remains to be seen. But you know, you've also don't need the marketing dollars of Nashville, and that's been proven by Aaron Watson and Cody Johnson. I mean, very well. You know, so they have built their own kind of empires, and it's working out pretty good. So, uh, exactly. But I don't know, man. But hey, uh, you've been with us an hour, and that is extremely generous of you. But I think we're gonna take a break, play play some music, and everything, and, and let you off the hook, unless you just want to hang out for a whole other hour
4: no 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 i don't <laughs> want to hang up for another hour but i do appreciate it guys randy is real nice to get to talk to you too it's a pleasure josh holler at me anytime brother yes sir
0: and, hey if you got any of your people want to any if any of the artists you're promoting right now want to call in uh well whatever uh feel free to let them know what i'm doing here and uh, okay they, they can call in it doesn't even have to be during the live show i can do no. um i can do some pre-recorded stuff and Okay. We'll uh, play it at a different time, too. So, yeah, yeah just okay. let me know. We have yeah, options. I'll let them know.
4: I'll let them know. Do me one favor, though, Josh, before you sign off for the night, just let folks know my website because that's where they can find out about the art.
0: I'll repeat it, but you tell them right now.
4: It's www.steenentertainment.com. Two E's. Steen. Steen, S-T-E-E-N entertainment.com.
0: You got it, man. And I'll, I'll give them your Facebook and Twitter handles, too, before we leave for the night.
4: Okay. But, Sounds um, good, brother, that's right, I Dylan. sure do appreciate it, Josh. Hey,
0: thank you, buddy. See you. All right, take you it bet.
4: easy. Nice talk to you, Rainey.
0: All right, take it easy. All
2: right, a lot write a love song this special. My baby loves me when I'm stoned As long as I find my way home No, my baby, she don't care About the songs I sing and the clothes I wear
0: Oh, we are back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. That was a great, great conversation with Mr. Dylan Steen of Steen Promotions. And he said SteenPromotions.com was his website, correct?
3: Yes, yes, yes.
0: www. You don't have to say that anymore. I know, but
3: but
0: you know how to say that. It's W. W.
3: Yeah. That's how you pronounce it. And w- for
0: all you older folks, that doesn't mean type U twice <laughs> or, or six former, times.
3: You know, it's, it's that difference between that former president.
0: How do you spell it? <laughs> w. Okay, U-U. U- W-W-W. W. Okay, so hold on. Now, is that six U's or is that five U's?
3: It's like Mississippi. Okay. Mi- Mississippi.
0: <laughs> and if you do it backwards, it's I-P-P-I-S-S-I-S-I-M.
3: Yeah. Well. I can't do that anymore. You can't go
0: backwards anymore? <laughs> Life's about moving forward, that's not it,
3: backwards. Man, so it. we're good on that. I have to stop and think. That's it. That
0: <laughs> carry on, man. Carry on. Man, well, we just got done playing y'all a bunch of good old Texas country music. Because uh, yeah. that's what this radio station... or this, uh, Well, this radio station is about Texas sports. But it's also about Texas culture. Barbecue, guns, uh, sports, music. And so, uh, luckily, they give us a spot on this radio show to talk about the Texas music part of it, and uh, we're happy to do it. I've been playing Texas music for a really long time, and I've gotten to meet a few people, and I want to meet a whole bunch more, so hopefully we're going to keep getting more and more guests on the show um, now that we have the current technology of being able to call people instead of making them come in, because yeah. we're way out here in Conroe, Texas, and uh it's just not easy to get some of these guys out here on a Tuesday night to drive. They're not in town on Tuesday nights. So. No, they're
3: all at home and they all live out in the outskirts. I mean, there might be a few that live in the city, but everybody yeah. else kind of lives around, you know, outside of the, uh, at least outside of the Beltway, if not outside of the 99. Yeah. So
0: They're immediately
3: outside the periphery. Yeah. <laughs> and if, uh, you know. We go all over the all over the world and all over the country with this show. Yeah, so man. you know, Houston and in the inside the Beltway is the size of like Connecticut. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some perspective for you folks.
0: It's a big yeah. state. It yeah, is it's a big, a big state. city.
3: I mean, the fourth largest city in the U.S. and uh, and I think it's the number six DMA, which is a demographic area. If you don't know what that means, that's just the, how many people are in the broadcast area of it. Um it's it's crazy uh we'll be number three on the next census because everybody left Chicago, um including Jesus so
0: well, <laughs> yeah well <laughs> yes, he's definitely on the side of Houston no, I was looking through my reading list and see if i hadn't I hadn't saved any any articles lately, but uh but I know there's a lot there's plenty of stuff going on out there in the, oh, in the yeah. world of music. Uh and uh, I, I, I was so worried about getting Dylan on here that I didn't even uh, start browsing the the interwebs, but we need to check in, check in with Texas Music Pickers at oh, some yeah, point. Oh, yeah, we need and, to do that.
3: I perused that earlier, and then I did see one article that popped up. Uh, George, uh, you know, King George got the uh, Citizen or Texan of the Year again. Texan of the, the Year, year again. Yep, yeah yeah. I remember seeing that today, and then uh, a couple of people got bumped off the list of uh, – uh, up and comings because they were on there for twelve out of twenty four weeks or hit the number one spot for twelve out of twenty four weeks. So they right. got rotated some. I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but uh, uh, I was listening to listening to some of them uh, in the background. I was working today, you know, kept yeah. on uh, Spotify and uh, they got their playlist and I was just letting it run and, and there was some, you know, some, some interesting cool. stuff out there, yeah. you know, something and then, you know, some of this. Some of it's good. Some <laughs> of it's, you know, okay, you know, hey, good try, you know. let's Good try. It. Good try. Here's your here's your cookie and orange juice. Just not my bag. It's, right. it's just, you yeah, know, yeah. it just didn't, you know, catch me. But if you like it, man, you know, vote on it. And uh, it helps those guys out a lot. And it helps uh, I mean, that Spotify list and, you know, how music in today's world's working.
0: I'll tell you what, I mean, it's... For lack of a better phrase, it's a popularity contest, man. I mean, we the fan the the, the musicians or the musicians, the artists need the fans, the fans need the music. What's that? The it's I think it's an anonymous quote. I may be wrong, but it, there may be a name that I don't. I, I'm not giving proper credit to. But it says some days you need the music, some days you need the lyrics, mm-hmm. and that's just the beautiful thing about music. It's not always you know about the lyrics. Sometimes, and I think some of the greatest songs out there shameless comes to mind by mm-hmm. Garth Brooks shameless comes to mind because yes it's a well written song but if they would have screwed up the music behind it it oh, wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't have worked you know the music brings that song to life same with the dance actually mm-hmm. if, if we're going to talk about garth brooks but one thing is the challenge that i have when i write a song is yes i want lyrically I want the song, I want to sound like I know what I'm doing when I'm writing a song. I want the songs to, to tell a story. I'm still in the, the vein of songs should tell stories and stuff, but I don't want to waste good lyrics on crappy music either. So then there's well, that pressure yeah. of making sure the music is the, is the perfect garnish for the, for the entree, you know? Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> when you, when you get down to the production of it and, and you get into the nuts and bolts of, you know, how that music goes together when, uh, and i really got to see that firsthand and, and what the musicians do with the artist because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times when you go into record an album it's not the band that you hear out on the road these are professional right. studio musicians in nashville that they are the best in the world right and they're at the top of their game and they come in there and you're paying them not only to play but to put their two cents in right and when you go into the listen down and you're, and you're listening to the uh, you know, a scratch track or the demo track that the artist did or the writer did, um, you know, to sell the song, and yeah. they'll sit there and they'll go, okay, they got a you know a couple of line, a couple of lines of music on a sheet, and then, then they'll go, oh well, let's change this, let's change that, and, and then whoever the band leader happens to be, will go, okay, um, you know, let's let's try it like this, and uh, and then and then like this and like that, that and like and this, this Anna. and uh, <laughs> and then. You also have the recording engineer, and then the mix and mastering engineer, which a lot of times is the same person. Yeah, that has a great deal of uh, input into that. And those yeah. songs that you were mentioning, it was all Bob Bullock uh, okay. that did that, and that was who we worked with as well. See, there Nashville. you go with so, that
0: more knowledge than you expect, Randy to have. Yeah, we need to have a segment where we go, <laughs> we go,
3: what's in Randy's brain? <laughs> stupid questions with stupid answers. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, not necessarily. Not, not necessarily not stupid, but just uh, random questions and. I might have the answer or I might yeah. not you know
0: well let's switch veins a little bit um, mm-hmm. or lanes even Yeah. we'll switch yeah. lanes so on uh, I, I missed talking about this last week but it's still just as cool um, but we had just finished up Rodeo Houston a couple weeks ago right and yeah. the uh, so congratulations are in order for Texas's own Cody Johnson of course Yeah. first independent artist non-signed non-label signed artist to sell out the Houston Rodeo, and uh, I don't care who you are, um, <laughs> that's pretty damn cool. Not a single musician out there hasn't sat there and gone, my goal is or when they give you that list of what are your top five venues you want to play, NRG Stadium, Houston Rodeo is on everybody's list. I, oh, would, yeah. I mean, at least everybody I know. And it's on mine. Hell, I've, I've sat there and watched concerts and fantasized about what I would do if it was me. And I still say if they would ever book me <laughs> and I could draw a crowd, <laughs> hell, I'd do it for one person. It doesn't matter to me.
3: Hell yeah, but I
0: would get, you know, this the circle on the top of the stage that has the, most of the lighting and stuff yeah. and they drop it down for the mm-hmm. concert? I think I would start my show on top of that. And then I would somehow zipline down or I would have to pull a full-blown just crazy... Risk my life to put on the show of show. my, life. yeah. I well, would, I would, I put all eggs in one basket, and that would be the show that I would
3: just do. Well, the only everything. other person that's only other person, not the whole day. I know the Tahano day always sells out. Yeah. For those guys, but the only other you know band really that sold out the show was Garth on closing night.
0: Yeah. Right?
3: Did he? Well, he sold out his first night too. No, I don't he? think so.
0: Well, mm.
3: We'd that have was to open look. at night. That was open at yeah, night. Yeah, but so. we
0: would have to look because I did see a lot of people complaining that he
3: oversold it. Oh, well, maybe. yeah. Well, so. that would have been the, yeah, possibly. But I know the he was sold out on the, on the closing night. So that was, uh. but, you know, for an independent artist that can do that and pull that off, I mean, what's that, 90-something thousand? That's, I don't know. I don't know the number, but it's a lot. It's I think it's what they
0: call in the business a shit ton. A shit ton? Yeah. I think that's the technical term for load. it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, or crap load, I guess we could say Either for the way. kids. We'll, yeah. we'll <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry folks, we are going to edit out crap load. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> now, well, here's some more news from Katie from Key Music News. Oh, okay. Yeah, she doesn't pay me to say this or anything and uh but I just I like I like Katie Key and I support whatever she does. So um she has on her keymusicnews dot com in the latest news section that it is time to start talking about the sixty third annual Luling Watermelon Thump.
3: Ooh. Yeah. Rolling.
0: Now I've played a watermelon festival, but it wasn't in Luling. So um that I know of no, it wasn't in Luling. It was like Hempstead or something. They had a watermelon crawl or something. But anyways, so Tracy Bird obviously has a song about the watermelon crawl. Oh yeah. And uh and a lot of people are gonna be doing that after the Luling watermelon thump. So that's uh it starts on the twenty third of whatever six is Jan, Feb March, March April, June. May, June. June <laughs> June twenty third. And in the liner notes it will we will mention that Josh did count on his fingers how to get to that month. So yeah, June twenty third it starts and they got the Texas Unlimited band and that one's free for everybody. And then on Friday, it, it runs Friday and Saturday as well. So on Friday, they're gonna have Rotel and the Hot Tomatoes. What? Kind
3: of, that's a great band, right there. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah,
0: you yeah, make some good queso out of that. Oh, yeah. And good then Caleb and, and, <laughs> and, and LC Rocks. But on Saturday, that's when it gets into. Oh, it goes through Sunday actually. Uh, Saturday they got the Hunter Ray band and then William Clark Green and then Jason Bolin and the Stragglers are gonna headline. That oh, night. there mm-hmm. you go. Oops, Jason Bolin now. And then Sunday the headliner is Gary P. Nunn, opened by Lance Lipinski. So Ooh, yeah. it's a pretty good roster, man. Yeah. So those folks out in Luling are gonna have a have quite a day. So if you wanna find out more information about the Luling watermelon thump. Uh, Go check out Katie Katie Key's uh, music blog, keymusicnews.com. And And she's
3: on Twitter and Facebook and stuff as well. Oh, yeah. She's all over the place and always putting out good information and passing good stuff along. And then uh, I see on um, um, Texas Music Pickers, they got one, um, Picking and Peeling, April 28th and 29th. Uh, It's part of the Texas Country Music Cruise Battle for the Bands. That was something cool they're doing. They are um, doing a. Battle of the Bands for several months, and we had to be invited and you, or audition and to be in the the battle. But then you get to go on this Texas Country Music Cruise and play. Heck yeah! With That'd a be. bunch of you know big shots and all of that, so that, yeah. that'll be a lot of fun. That'll be coming up in the fall. But it's uh, they got Flatland Cavalry and uh, uh, Reed Southall, Cody West, Chris Carlson, Shay Abshire, and the Night Howlers. Uh, Haley Cole, a bunch, and bunch, of, uh, bunch of up-and-comers, too. Uh, some of them I haven't even heard of. Uh, Kenna Danielle is going to be there as well. Uh, she's a friend of the show. Um, uh, I've seen a couple of more. I've seen another one, and I'm trying to find it. It just keeps going and going and going and going and going <laughs> and going. and uh, uh, Spotify, Spotify. Yeah, we can go to their list. Let's see what the list is. I've seen that right there. Oh, let's see. Uh, Aaron Watson's on there at number six this week. Hmm. All right. I just seen that, and it's yeah. That's a brand new single. Load.
0: What's the name of this new single? As soon as it uh, loads, I'll I can tell you. That's a long name for a single. As soon as it loads, I'll tell you. <laughs> somebody needs Somebody needs to write a song called buffering. <laughs>
3: buffering. I'm buffering. Uh, well, I'll tell run you. Run wild horses. There you go. It's number six, and it's got like forty three thousand streams so far. So that's that's pretty good. And this is the Texas Music Spotify chart. This is week thirteen.
0: Yeah. Shotgun Rider is number one, one. with "Me yeah. and the Memory," and then yeah, you got and Cody Johnson half a song. Yeah. So yeah, that's how you know you've made it when you can get number two with just half a song. song that's right.
3: Yeah. I mean, heck yeah, um, uh, Parker McCallum. I like that hell of a year. So, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> good. it's been a hell of a year. Um. Let's Casey see. Donahue's
0: on there. Mike Ryan's um, back on there. Scooter Brown. Yeah. yeah. He's got, a- I, you know what? I'm going to check out his web, his Facebook real quick while we're talking because yeah. he was supposed to make a big announcement today at two o'clock and I want to see, uh, exactly what his big announcement was. Cause you know, I've known, I've known Scooter for a long time. And, uh, one thing about Scooter is that he will work his tail off yeah, and he will create opportunities when there's not any there. And, uh, He's always getting stuff done. He's been out there on the road with Charlie Daniels and Marshall Tucker yeah. Band and Leonard Skinner and all those guys, and he's really uh, t- he's taken his his approach a different way yeah. than most of us had would have, and uh, and it's worked, man. I mean, he, yeah. he put all his balls on the table, hit him with a hammer, and see what happens. And he's doing good, man.
3: Doing good. So yeah, he's been out there. Uh, Turnpike Troubadours is on there. Um, they're at number ten, so that's awesome. Uh, Wade Bowen, of course, um, Josh oh, okay. Abbott. Uh, Cody West, Jake Lording, Josh Greider.
0: Uh, well, here's Scooter Brown's news.
3: Oh, okay. We are excited, quote
0: Scooter Brown. We are excited to announce that we've been added to the lineup for this year's Kid Rock's Chillin' the Most Cruise, head, heading to the Bahamas. So he's on. So the lineup for the Kid Rock Chillin' the Most Cruise has a thousand horses. Yellow, yellow Wolf. Maybe it's Yellow Wolf. It's only no, one L. Colt yeah, Ford, D Nice, Cowboy Mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. John Stone Band, Tim Watson, Big Rock Show, Pris, Scooter Brown Band, Bishop Gunn, Sweet Tea Trio, Mickey LaMentia, The Tip, The Tip, Just the Tip. Just the Tip. DJ Solman. And they've got uh, comedian Jesse Mae Paluso and magician Ooh. Joseph Rowam. So, uh, hell yeah,
3: that's some big news. That sounds like a damn party. That's going
0: to be a party. We need to get old Scooter Brown to call the show and,
3: and talk about what all is going on with I like him. To get man. Kid on the show. I think I, I have a person I met that might have an inside track on that one. But I don't oh, know. Yeah, well, don't give away all our secrets at once, man. <laughs> Who knows?
0: So, uh, so, yeah, so just while we're on the subject, next week for uh, Scooter Brown, he's going to be in Greenville, South Carolina. Starting on the fourth of April, and Columbia, South Carolina, Winston Salem, North Carolina, Fayetteville, North Carolina. So all the Carolinans oh, are getting yeah. their, their dose of the SBB this next week. Yeah. So yeah. that'll be cool. Yeah, local man, boy does good. Yeah, you know? he's been he's been doing good, man. He's been kicking butt and taking names and uh, shaking hands and kissing babies. Oh, I said it right. I was meant to say it wrong. Shaking babies and kissing <laughs> hands. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah he's been he's he's been out there kicking butt. we're gonna i'll get him i'll try to get him to call into the show next week or something but let us all know what's going on with him but there's a lot of people out there man that are doing well and oh i
3: mean you even got reckless kelly number 20 i mean and reckless has been around for you know forever and so they're still just kicking along man there you know there's a lot of i think i seen a i seen one article last week uh when i was out and about and uh Something about Pat Green. Oh, he's still going strong, and he's at, at 50 or something like that. I'm thinking, that ain't old. <laughs> no. That's, it's old to get started, but uh, it's, yeah. it's not. I think Pat's been doing it a while.
0: Though. Well, Steven mm-hmm. Tyler just turned 70. Yeah, but so...
3: he's been doing it since he was fifty. Right, <laughs> but
0: if Steven Tyler can still scream <coughs> at 70, then I think old Pat can get up there, drink a couple beers, and, and sing his songs at 50. And,
3: uh, uh, how old's Jagger? He's older than that. He's what seventy six and still doing know. it. And Keith, I mean, well, here's how Keith ain't ever gonna die. So. Here is how much I
0: drink. I thought you mispronounced Jagger. <laughs> like, well, look at Mick Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends how far we are. <laughs> and
3: the uh, there's a lot of uh, guys out there that are still rocking. Uh, I I know a few of them. They're not young anymore, but they can still they can still go and go and go and go and and they don't stop. I mean, no man. You uh, look look Mickey Gilley, he, he rolled a car three times down the freeway and still three, three days later he did a show at <laughs> RCC. <laughs> No, uh,
0: John Conley's still out there making yeah. pretty music. Yeah. Sounds just as good as he ever did, you know? Oh, his band still has the original equipment they did back in the day. His drummer still got the aviator cans on his ears for Sweet. monitors. It's pretty awesome. He's got the yeah, old twisted yeah. phone cord goes Hey, down. if it works, it works, man. Why change? Why change now? Hell yeah. He um, might be. It might be new stuff that just looks old, but it, it's... Definitely, uh, you get the full retro effect when you go see a John Conley show.
3: Yeah, that would be awesome. I gotta check that one out because uh, I know I just picked up an old uh, a Hammond M three. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, sweet. It's all original, nineteen fifty nine. It's got the original cone, original everything. The so awesome. tubes are all original, and it works. It needs yeah. some oil, but so if you ever go, if you go record a project <laughs> over
0: there at Cut and Shoot Studios, there's gonna be a Hammond piano there, a Hammond and organ and there yeah, for you to. Yeah original tinker around on
3: yeah and it sounds good it's uh I still got us some cleaning to do it sat in the corner of somebody's house for a lot of years so no well, i've done and, that before uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> get in the corner she kicked me out and but uh, the uh there's something about tubes and old vintage oh, equipment that you can't people are
0: paint. paying a lot of money now to get that old sound like there's people paying extra money to record which more power to you i wish i had extra money to record but they're paying extra money to record
3: going back to recording on tape well, the reason why they're paying the extra money is because tape stock is no longer cheap. It's like film stock. You don't right. film anything on, you know, acetate anymore, and you don't do that. Not acetate, but you know, on, on film emulsions and stuff. You, you can't afford it. Uh, Kodak is coming back with some film stocks, and then uh, Bosch and a few other uh, uh, tape manufacturers are, you know, producing tape a little bit more. Uh, But you get so much more. There is a definite difference in in sound quality uh, from tape to digital. Uh, You lose some on digital. I don't care how much money you spend. And I don't care how much money you spend on a piece of equipment. There's something about tubes and how they age and how many cycles they have on them. You get this certain sound in them that you... It's it's nearly impossible to replicate.
0: Right, yeah. No, it's... Kind of like how, you know, you can record, you can go, like my first time, we we went in and we just recorded it all together at the same time, the same way we'd play it at a show, and something's still missing in the energy that you would mm-hmm. feel from the show. And a lot of live recordings, the hardest part, now, the live from Billy Bob's Texas is they did it. They figured it out to where you you could hear the energy in the in the show. Yeah. But there's still a lot of live recordings. I know I tried to do a bunch of live recordings, and it at the time we were playing, we know it was high energy. We knew we had people there; they were listening, they were jamming, they were having a good time. Every song you played was their favorite song, and it was just it. it should have come out beautiful, but then you hear the live recording, you're just like, huh. I mean, it's good, but you don't feel that mm, that energy to it. And I think it's it, that's what you lose. You don't. There's a lot of those little bitty subtle things in all the uh, in the that happen live that the digital just doesn't pick up. It's too. We try too hard to clean it up. makes it
3: too nice well and that goes to the process too Uh, when you uh, modern recording theory goes into like okay we're gonna record a live show everybody's close mic'd you know we're gonna baffle everything out and and you can't you know we just want to record the sound Mm -hmm. we want to record the music well, there's a lot of ambiance and everything else and that energy and that feel you get. You need to mic the room. You need to have wide mics. You need to have more mics than you would ever possibly imagine to get that room and the way that room sounds. Right. And that feeling and everything else and that energy, it takes more than just the mics that are on the stage. To exactly, pull that absolutely. Off. And that's yeah. what they've done at Billy Bob's and some venues that do recording yep. professionally. That's what they do, and yeah. and it makes the world a difference.
0: It does. Pay the money, get the good stuff for yeah. sure.
3: It's it's not cheap.
0: No, you know. And <laughs> Caleb, they they recorded Caleb's live show there at the RCC as part of their prize package, and I'm chomping at the bit to hear some of that. I want to yeah, know how it sounds it. in there because, um, they. You gotta remember, I was there from the beginning, yeah. and um, they've really worked hard to develop that room and make it sound good. And it does yeah. when you're there; it sounds good. And it just you got to figure out how how it sounds recorded. Mm-hmm. But um, each room is is so different. That's why there's some you know certain artists have their favorite venues to play, not necessarily because of the people that come, but because of how it sounds. Yeah. And uh, and I like like the Dosi do thing. A lot of people like Dosi Do. I, um, I obviously I like it. I wouldn't talk bad about it at all. I, I love those, the big barn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did like the music cafe. Yeah. I thought that, it yeah. had, I thought it had a great sound and it was a great room as well. And, uh, there's certain venues that are just great. And there's some, you go there and you're just in a, a puppet show kind of a box and it's all you hear is all the lows. They have all bass. They don't have bass traps anywhere. So everything's get stuck. And,
3: yeah, changes yeah. the whole feel for the show, you know. It so. certainly does. And then, and one thing you'll notice in those rooms that you really like, and and uh, the big barns this way, RCC's this way, is they're really high ceilings in those venues, yeah. and they're they're not enclosed. Their stages aren't enclosed. They're raised mm-hmm. and all of that, but they're very open. There, they don't have sides on them really. It's a very open feel, right? And and. Or they have a... It's a very wide stage. It's not symmetrical. And there's lots of little tricks that you... You know, in design and everything. And the yeah. engineering that goes behind something. And people don't understand that. You can spend a $100,000 and not have anything built. Yeah. And just in the acoustic design and and how something's going to sound in a room. It, it, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of thought and a lot of testing and all of that. And it, it, it it's a... It's quite daunting. I mean, uh, like in a radio studio, when you walk in a radio studio, you've probably been in, I don't know, hundreds of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, You ever realize there's no two parallel walls in them? Right, yeah. I mean, it's not something uh, I would look at. Yeah. I wouldn't say, yeah, I knew that. But as you say it, yeah. Yeah, Most people don't even realize it. There's no two parallel surfaces, including the windows. I mean, other than the floor and the ceiling, that's about it. Uh, right, you know, as far as parallel surfaces, and then the, those are both treated and all of that. But you know, it's about the sound. You know, this is just a room with some sound treatment on it and and some work on it. And, yep. Yeah, but it sounds good. So let's talk about some of the
0: shows coming up around the town. Oh sure, sure. While sure. everybody out is out there, I'm playing. Can you tell what I'm playing right now? Shake Russell, Traveling Texas. Oh, okay, okay. It's the perfect song for talking about what's going on around around here so uh around here in my area my neck of the woods uh the conroe texas area we've got uh i'm playing at pacific yard house tomorrow night now i used i was playing there every single wednesday but unfortunately tomorrow will be the last regular wednesday show that we do there and they're gonna hopefully get us back in there on a on a weekend though but they're discontinuing music on wednesdays for now and um we sure have enjoyed our residency there but we're gonna Hopefully get back in there on a on a different day, but they've got some big shows coming up as well. So March thirty first, they got Ryan Wilcox and the Sunday Shakes. Sunday Shakes are the worst ones. <laughs> uh, April fifth, they got Mike and the Moon Pies. and April seventh, they got Miss Bree Bagwell coming into town. So that's pretty cool. Oh heck yeah! Over at uh, Tomball, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, they've got um, they've got. Uh, Corey Morrow at Main Street Crossing And he will be there Two days in a row And so uh, That's pretty sweet <laughs> Oh heck yeah My phone's playing weird now
3: Uh oh look out he's playing yeah. music on the phone now But uh so yeah so they'll be there
0: show. Wednesday Wednesday and Thursday the, uh, uh, Corey Morrow will be over there at Main Street Crossing Thursday before you go see Corey Pop in over there at the Empty Glass and come see me, because I'll, be, uh, I'll be playing the open mic over there. Come play some music. If you want to play music, come listen to music if you want to listen to music, and then head over there to Corey, or maybe backwards. I don't know. I don't know what time Corey starts over there. Their their shows are kind of early, too.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I but, know. Tom uh, Ball's got some weird
0: diamonds. Or if you wind up getting there, because both his shows are sold out, of course. <laughs> so if you get there trying to buy a ticket and you can't get in, come over and see me at... The Empty Glass, and I'll play a couple Corey songs for you. How about that? There you go. Hey, you know, <laughs> hey,
3: if you can't get the original, you know, Memorex. Hell yeah. And, and, uh, and then there's live music most nights in Conroe, either mm-hmm. Red Brick or somewhere else, Corner Pub. They do open mics, and uh, I know Caleb, but they do on theirs on Monday nights, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, 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 Monday nights, the open mic with Caleb. And then on Wednesday, when I, uh, there's another open mic at there, and um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he used to play with my drummer. Oh, okay. Um, with another band, and so that's how we stumbled over there one time. But they're open late, you know. Yeah. So if you're ever at Pacific Yard House on a Wednesday night, um, whether it's tomorrow watching us or whatever, after that closes, you can go right over there to Main Street Crossing and get a couple more beers and watch those people there. Yeah. And uh, Caleb did a show on a Wednesday at Game On last week. So there's always, yeah. there's always music
3: going on around there's here. There's so much going on, and then uh, they everywhere you look I know Southern Star always has something going on almost every weekend uh, Thursday Friday Saturdays uh, at the brewery not only do they have you know their great tours and and almost free beer yeah uh, <laughs> you know they changed the rules a little bit we used to before they built the big fancy facility we used to go over to the warehouse and uh, on Saturdays and you buy one glass and you bring it back every week and oh yeah they just keep filling it up that's so, pretty good. We did that for years. That's uh, pretty good. Speaking of Red Brick Tavern, so while we're talking about Conroe, it's
0: just kind of spotlight Conroe music right yeah. now because it's local to us. And, um, and and I know that if you're listening to this outside of the immediate Conroe area, there's plenty of venues around you as well. And we'd be happy to talk about them. All you got to do is drop us a message on Facebook and be like, hey, man, how about you represent us over here in uh, Waxahachie or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it. I so. Know. But, yeah, so Red Brick Tavern on March 29th has my buddy, longtime friend, Mr. Buck Yeager up there. Um, We have to get him on the show one of these days. They have Bradley Banning on the 29th also, so they must be playing together. And then uh, Chubby Knuckle Choir is going to be at Red Brick Tavern on March 30. Now, that I'm anxious to see because they're a pretty big band. And that's a pretty small place. So I'm wondering if it's just a couple (laughs) of them coming in. Cause if it's all of them, that's a uh, there's gonna be more people on the stage than there are in the seats just because there ain't that many seats in the place. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Chubby Knuckle Choir is a show so, you gotta see, yes, guys. Yes, uh, yes, if so. you haven't been to see a Chubby Knuckle Choir show, that one's, uh, oh man, I loved it. I took my yeah. keyboard player there, and he's, you know, he plays keys with me. So anybody he's met through playing shows with us he's, he's knows their music and he's gotten to know them. But as far as everybody else out there, he doesn't necessarily know the Texas music scene as, as well. But, um, he saw those guys and he was just, he was very impressed. There are they're definitely some great musicians out there, uh, with, uh, with all them guys. So go see a Chubby Knuckle choir show for sure. And, uh, what else do you you have anything over there that you're looking what are you reading on over there
3: oh i was just uh going through some old stuff i was just looking at you know the selling out the rodeo houston thing and uh it's not showing up the new stuff i don't know why there's too many things uh too many buttons and uh, uh i was looking at the 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 family reunion it used to be for uncle lucius used to do and i know that's up in mount enterprise and that's coming up real soon and they got a hell of a lineup for that it's a whole weekend thing i know they got camping and all of that out there that's always a great show uh i know lucius won't be out there this time around because i just played their last show uh last weekend I think that's it right. Was. Over and, uh, hall, right over at green hall right green hall with uh yeah. folk family revival which is another local group and uh that everybody kind of seems to know, and they're doing really good. They are playing their asses off everywhere that you can possibly imagine, and uh, it's a whole bunch going on. Um, let's see. Of course, nothing wants to show up where it should. Um, <laughs> Isn't that the way life goes? We're- yeah. what well, the hell with Facebook. You know, it's kind of like, uh, where did it go? They just want to sell me, sell me. Uh, uh, um oh um Songwriter Sessions. Um Broken Duck Feet Recording Studios. I've never heard of that one. <laughs> there you go. It's said New Braunfels so all
0: right. Well I say we close the show with a little Sounds bit of weird news. Okay. A little weird, funny news, right? Now I didn't pre read this. It may be a bust, but we're gonna go for it anyway. The world's most famous groundhog, Poxetani Phil could also be a jailbird. On February 2nd, Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow, predicted six more weeks of winter. However, when spring came to Pennsylvania last week, it was accompanied by a storm that brought several inches of snow to parts of the Northeast and on Wednesday and Thursday. That was the straw that broke the camel's back for Corporal Scott Martin of the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. Martin decided he was tired of a rodent pretending to be a meteorologist, so he created a wanted poster for Phil. The crime that Phil is accused of? deception. And there's a nice little wanted poster here. Martin <laughs> made the poster because he's sick of the snow, especially in the spring. At the public season, give us a call because we want to take him into custody, Martin told local NBC affiliate WBRE TV. However, anyone who attempts to do that will have problems with the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office, which has jurisdiction over the Groundhog's hometown of Puxitani. So apparently the little little discrepancy there between local police and county police. But uh hey, you know. Maybe just pick a different rodent. I don't know. It uh, was snowing in New Jersey
3: this morning. No.
0: Damn that global <laughs>
3: warming! Sucks. You got a show it coming up in April too, huh? Do I? Yeah, oh, I'm. April hey, second. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm playing with Mr.
0: Ted Cruz on yeah, April second. Yeah, yeah, I am sure down are, yeah. there at the Redneck there Country is, Club, so and again. then we'll be down there again on. Uh, is that an open? Do you have the information on that? Is that um, open to public? What is it that? It just says
3: you're invited. Join us at the Redneck Country Club on Monday, April second, for the 2018 Kickoff Campaign. Campaign kickoff.
0: Campaign kickoff for Ted Cruz. Yep. Sweet man. I. I. Mm, well, we don't get too political on this show, but I tell you what, I. Uh, I really was rooting for Ted Cruz, and it's an honor to. Uh, to. To be a part of his campaign kickoff. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's always an honor to be at the RCC. We're going to be down there, again, full band on April twentieth, oh, so sweet. y'all can make your plans now. And if you've ever wanted to go to the RCC. Now's the time to do it. Go check us out on April 20th at the Redneck Country Club. It's always going to be a good time. And, man, I don't think we have anything else we can talk about tonight. We'll I save it for so. a later day. Yeah. But um, we got some exciting things coming up on the show, uh, some new strategies and some new plans and some fun stuff, and we're going to get more, more, more interviews from the artists that you know and love. But we need y'all's help to spread the word about the show. Like the Facebook page, uh, like my Facebook page, Josh Fuller Show also like the k t x f d b uh the real facebook page and our twitter accounts respectively and it, the more you guys can get the word out about us and that we exist and listen to us, the more we can all have a lot more fun together and uh it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a good time we uh we definitely enjoy doing what we're doing, and the more people that are listening the better right oh, we yeah, don't want to just talk to ourselves yeah. and uh one last time. If you'll go to Twitter, at Dylan Steen, that's two L's and two E's, Dylan Steen, at Dylan Steen. You can go to Twitter and follow all the stuff he's doing and all his amazing artists. He uh, he really has a good ear and eye for these people, and he, uh, he seems to find humble, not humble, Dylan, oh, yeah. if you're listening. <laughs> he seems to find very humble people and very talented people to work with, and uh, they always... I don't know. Just got good vibes about that guy and, and the people he works with. is really cool. And then on his Facebook page, just look for Dylan Steen. No, look for Steen Promotions. promotions. Steen Dylan Steen is his personal page. But go to Dylan, go to Steen Promotions on Facebook and like him. And then go to SteenPromotions.com dot uh, com on the web. And that's a two e's. That's with two e's, two l's. No, Steen Promotions <laughs> doesn't Shins have any l's. Else. <laughs> doesn't have any l's. It's getting late. My whiskey's empty. I guess that means it's time to to call it a night. But thank you guys for uh, for for hanging in there and listening and being our friend. We will see you guys next week. Damn, that's pretty good. Bye, y'all.